When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up? Good morning and War Eagle War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones, and we are back with another morning drop. Today, we are talking a little more about the transfer portal. Which positions have the biggest need for the Auburn football team going into next season? And how can they address them in the transfer portal? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. December the 6th, Ike Jones, Mike G in here. Another great day to talk Auburn football. The transfer portal is wide open. Mm. A lot of things. We talked a little bit yesterday about some guys that have entered the transfer portal from Auburn. Some folks that have already gotten offers from the transfer portal from Auburn. Today, we're going to talk about what are the biggest needs for Auburn this season? Before we get into the conversation, do the necessary. Share this video out there on social media at The War Report. When you do that, we definitely appreciate it. Like the video and subscribe to the channel so that somebody else can see that you love us too. Don't hide the love you got. If you're out there in the land of podcasts, go ahead and share the pod as you're listening to this a day later. And uh, make sure you give us a five-star review out there on Apple. We definitely appreciate that. Mike G, uh, let's get into the conversation. First and foremost, how you feeling this morning, man, and how you feeling about transfer portal season? Ah, look, um, Auburn has some holes to fill. Uh, you and I went over all the list of people who don't have any eligibility left that will be gone. It's a significant list of contributors for Auburn football. So uh, they've got a little bit of work to do here in the portal. Uh, Hugh Freeze was potentially facing turning over 50% of this roster again, which is not a great place to be going into year two. But it's not something you can't overcome if you pick right from the portal. Yeah, uh, the portal has it, it looks like it's going to listen the, the the new landscape of college football has presented itself a couple of things. Number one, okay. Pac-12 going away, right? There's no more Pac-12. Yeah, that's There's right. two teams out there in the Pac-12 former that don't have a home, and they're just kind of floundering out there. So the, the transfer portal is decimating those teams in the Pac-12 just because players don't really like the prospects of what they're going to have to do with all the travel and all that kind of stuff. That's number one. Uh, number two... It's actually hitting the ACC really hard right now. The reality that though you are a power five conference, it doesn't look like it matters is actually destroying the ACC. In particular, Florida State is getting hit really hard by the transfer portal right now. Yeah, look, uh, if you believe the reports, uh, Auburn has put the. Full press on KJ Bolden, and he is wavering. <laughs> yeah, he's at least uh, considering it. Considering they, losing right. one of their top pass rushers from last year, they're yep. like there are teams right now that were good football teams. Uh, and, you know, Ohio State's an anomaly in this. I don't even understand why they're losing starters, but 
Florida State's losing starters. Uh, you know, Washington State losing starters. Um, like it's not like previous seasons where it was bad teams losing starters or it was teams that were stacked that were losing back. We're seeing people hit the portal that were on good teams last year and decided about this 500 team, teams. This team is this team is is not going anywhere. Like yeah. I, it, does, there, it doesn't really matter what we do here. It's irrelevant. I need to go somewhere else I, or I made a bad decision out of high school. Right. Like the, the Texas A&M's of the world, are, they're losing starters. Right. You know, Max Johnson wasn't necessarily the, the starter, but, you know, he played a lot of significant minutes for them last year. He came and embraced the backup role. He's like, I'm out of here. Uh, you know, Walter Nolan, I'm out of here. Right. Like it's just it, the transfer portal is crazy right now. And I say all of that to say. Auburn fans, brace yourselves if we start to feel that in this offseason and in the coming offseasons as Coach Hugh Freeze starts. And you talked about this yesterday. As we start to stack talent in rooms, you're going to see talented people leave off of our roster in the coming seasons. Uh, it's just a reality of where we are in college football right now. Uh, yeah. Um, Florida State, like I said, uh you know, uh, they had a top 10 matchup in their championship game and it was viewed as insufficient enough as to propel them into the national title discussion. As a matter of yeah. fact, dropped them out. I uh, did the exact opposite. So if you're a kid, you're maybe looking at not going to a team where you can win every game and still not get an opportunity to play for a championship. Now, the committee may have been thinking, oh, well, this is the last year that an undefeated power to five or the only year, it's never happened before, uh, will get left out because there'll be a 12-team playoff next year. But it's still, I think, the decision had further reaching you know, implications and impact than they anticipated for the program involved, right? And as a conference, it's never a great thing when your flagship program uh, is at the center or something like that. So, right. um, you know, that along with uh, head coaching changes and, and all the things that are going to happen this offseason are contributing to some of the portal madness. Uh, so guys are trying to find a home where you are, you've got an established coach in your building. I think it's, it makes Auburn an attractive spot because you have a new coach who they seem very committed to. And you don't have to worry about anything crazy happening to you in the next year or two right. years three years uh and uh you know and he's got plenty of time to sell and and a history of production especially on the offensive side of the football all right so let's let's narrow down the conversation to auburn and next season as we enter or we've started the uh the transfer portal season for this year and let's talk about as it stands right now with what we know with who we have potentially coming back. You know, people haven't fully announced all of their intents as far as leaving, going out in the transfer portal, going pro, whatever it is. But as it stands right now, let's give top three, top three positions of need as far as you feel uh, from the transfer portal, Mike G. What are your top three needs in the transfer portal for Auburn this coming season? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm looking at corner. Okay. Right. Um, now, I don't think Keontae Scott hasn't made a decision yet, but certainly he has not he's, announced a decision yet. That's right. But, you know, as I understand it, Nehemiah Pritchett is done. DJ mm-hmm. James is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you lose a, and Jalen Simpson is done. I, I think mm-hmm. he's at safety uh, mm-hmm. technically, but I mean, you'll lose a but lot. Just defensive backfield. Yeah. Co- correct. Yeah. You lose a lot of experience there with those guys. A lot of starts, a ton of starts. <laughs> Um, and you're talking about Jalen Simpson, who's one of the better 
uh, uh, at his position in this league and in all of college football. Um, you know, uh, Pritchett, I think, came on as of late, and T.J. James was always a guy who uh, was a lockdown corner. A lot of people felt like he had maybe had a rough season, but look, look he played he played great for Auburn this year. Uh, I I think you got to go bolster Ron Roberts' defense uh, and continue to give him guys to work with there. So I, I would start with defensive back, certainly. Okay. All right. Number one for you is defensive back. Well, not necessarily number one or the most need, but the first group we're talking about here is DB. Uh, what else you got besides defensive back? Uh, after that, hear me out. I think you got to get a wide receiver or two. Okay. I think you got your wide receiver or two. Now, I know you probably promised playing time to some of these guys, but they've mm-hmm. already had like two or three hit the portal from the uh, wide receiver room. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they were guys who did get snaps, Malcolm Johnson or Omari Kelly, right? They may have not got a ton of targets, but, uh, cause nobody did, but they got snaps, uh, in the case that you need to bring some of these young guys on a little slower, I think you need to bolster that room as well, too. So, uh, second, I'm looking at wide receivers, uh, you know, you've just had so much turmoil at that position. I don't know how you're not consistently looking to bolster that position until you have some bona fide all SEC players. Uh, okay. Now, we know guys like Evan Stewart are hitting the portal and saying, hey, I'm out of here. I'm looking for a new home. You bring in a guy like that, you know, or you go looking elsewhere. Uh, kind of Auburn went looking to the lower levels of college football for, for receivers last year. Um, it didn't seem to work out with shorter and um, and uh, hooks. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be one of those deals where I think um, you need more production out of that room. And even the guys that you're bringing in have to understand that, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've got to go after the best players available all the time, no matter what. Um, so, you know, maybe Auburn decides to roll Cam Coleman and say, hey, man, he started game one. Uh, but you still need guys to back the guys up, <laughs> uh, you know, and you got to convince guys to come here. So w- wide receiver certainly, I think, would be on the list. OK, so we got defensive back and wide receiver. What's the last of your top three needs for Auburn here in this transfer portal season? Look, man, Oscar Chapman graduates. Mm. But no, not punter. I was say, really, a punter? Of all the groups, I didn't think you were going to go punter here. But all right. listen, it's a legitimate need, though. Let's be clear. Oscar Chapman was one of the better oh, yeah. punters in college football. We are losing a weapon out there as a punter. We brought in, I think we've got some young, talented punters out here. But yeah, continue. Yeah, I think it's, uh, for me, it's linebacker. Okay. Like you go into the portal looking at linebacker here. Um, again, just not a ton of like good solid experience in my book. Uh, but, you know that this was an this was a a, a unit the defensive side of the ball that was good but not deep. Hmm. And you need to continue to develop depth. Uh, the, you know, so I'm leaning heavy in terms of groups that need you know, a little bolstering from the portal on the defensive side of the football because they were, you know, maybe three or four players away 
in terms of depth from being a good defense. Like I'm talking great defense. Um, they were bordering, they were good bordering on great, you know, just couldn't quite keep that one more score off the board, you know, and I think that that was about depth. So at linebacker, uh, you know, the linebacker can be so key to playing uh, particular types of defenses or, you know, again, bolstering your run defense, uh, you know, filling those gaps, not allowing guys to the second level and preventing big plays. So uh, Auburn has struggled a little bit at linebacker. I, I thought that the play improved this year, but I think that you continue to try to improve that group here uh, going into next season. Okay. All right. So Mike G's top three needs in the portal are defensive back, wide receiver, and linebacker. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the fact that wide receiver has to be something that Auburn goes out and looks at. Um we're going to lose a ton of guys off of this team in, in the wide receiver room just from people graduating, people declaring to go pro and transfer portal. You're not going to have a bunch, and we're going to go get some talented young guys. I think you need at least one. Ve- if you think about this, think about this. I don't know what Coy Moore is going to do. I don't know what Jay Fair is going to do. And Camden Brown has already announced that he's coming back. But those were going to be the only upperclassmen left in the wide receiver. Mm. The only upperclassmen. After that, you've got Caleb Burton and a bunch of freshmen who haven't even signed yet. Right? Your wide receiver room needs veteran leadership. Well, I didn't mention VAR. I'm pretty sure VAR is not coming back to Auburn next year. You need veteran leadership in that room because I don't know what the status of those other young men are right now. And so you need someone, if Jay Fair is not going to come back and be your veteran leader in that room, you need somebody. And you need at least one other outside receiver because Fair is going to be an inside receiver, slot receiver primarily for Auburn. You need one other outside receiver that can help the maturation of your young talent on the outside. You hope Jay Fair comes back to help mentor your inside receivers and help them learn the system more quickly and get them acclimated more quickly. And then, and Caleb Burton's going to be there to help those guys, but you need an outside receiver as well. I think wide receiver has to be a top priority. Get somebody on the outside who can help them understand how to be a collegiate wide receiver quickly. That's number one for me. Number two for me is going to be defensive line. Though I think that we've got some talent along the defensive line for Auburn, This was the repeated refrain from Coach Freeze as to why he could not implement his system of running up-tempo. We don't have enough depth at the defensive line. You're going to likely lose Marcus Harris in this offseason, who was one of your top contributors along the defensive line. Mm. You've already lost two guys that you didn't even let see the field that were depth pieces from that off that defensive line. I don't know what's going to happen with guys like Zeke Walker from this defensive line coming into next season. Um, Nasili Kite went down with an injury. He's not going to be able to come back unless you can get some sort of miracle medical waiver for him to return. Uh, he's not going to be coming back for this defensive line. You need more depth along the defensive line in order for Coach Freeze to feel comfortable running Mm. the system that he wants to run. You need more defensive linemen with the ability that you feel confident enough to, for them to go out there and play. Yep. Uh, And then lastly, for me, this one is, it's a toss up. I thought about linebacker, um, but because you mentioned it, I'm going to go in a different direction and I am going to say offensive line, particularly offensive. Yeah, No, that's a good one. 
offensive tackle for me is a position that Auburn needs to be able to go out there and get. You're losing three of your five starters along your offensive line. Though you have some quality young men that are behind those uh, ready to step up and play, you don't really know what you have there. Particularly, you got a lot of talent. Is that talent ready to play football next season for you? Or do you go out there and do you get somebody who you think can step in and start day one for you? Again, particularly at the offensive tackle. Dylan Wade, I think, played admirably for Auburn this season. And and God bless him. I don't think Isaiah Miller had a very good season. Mm. Um, Dylan, uh, excuse me, uh, Jaden Muskrat played admirably, I think, uh, coming in at tackle. But you got to have somebody in there, I think, to bring the competition to that position in that room so that you can put out a solid starting five. Offensive tackle particularly going to be mine. So I'm going to go wide receiver, defensive lines, particularly interior defensive line, and offensive line, particularly offensive tackle. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. All right, let's get over here into the (laughs) comment section and see what we've got going on for you all. Um, Let's start the conversation with Charles Allen, who has always been a great supporter of the War Report. He says, I think the number one need is offensive line and defensive line. He agrees with me. He's not not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, listen, man, if you can dominate the line of scrimmage, you have a chance in every single game. Right. And we've seen that time and time again. The difference between a lot of these schools, especially when you get to the playoff, is the quality of the offensive and defensive lines. Right. Um, If the defensive line is going to wreak havoc on the offensive line they're facing, you know, I mean, this is why the SEC has so many championships. Uh, The top teams don't miss on O-line and D-line. That's it. (laughs) I mean, it's really that simple. Uh, The big uglies man down there, as Cam used to call them. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, that that this is Coach Free said this out the gate. He's like, listen, you've got to be able to dominate the trenches in this league. In order to be a championship team, you've got to be able to dominate in the trenches. So I think this staff understands the priority and the necessity to go out there and get those guys. Um, young talent is something that you can kind of you can figure it out at your skill positions, right? If you're a really fast guy. You got good hands. You can go play wide receiver day one and you can learn how to do some of the other stuff. Right. As long as you're fast, physical, you've got all those attributes. They can they can figure that stuff out with you. Uh, Same thing for a running back. Right. Like if you're if you're a good young running back, usually you're going to mature the game speed and figure out how to, you know, be more patient and read blocks a little bit better. You can figure that stuff out by playing. Um, It's hard. And you've talked about this a lot to not have a process where you groom offensive linemen. You got to get them into your system and you've got to get them trained how to be good at this. Right. And it's even more difficult, I think, to make the leap at offensive line when you've come into collegiate football. And I think, and and this is not a slight at guys like Dylan Wade or um, Gunnar Britton, you know, or Avery Jones that came from, you know, group of five uh, 
teams into here, but it's difficult. They'll even tell you it's a jump. The athleticism, yeah. all that stuff. So it, it took them some time to get better at this level, even Juco products. Right. And so you got to get them in. You got to let them kind of figure this thing out. And so we need to build the depth so that we can continue to do that. The teams that are really good in college football mm. aren't replacing offensive linemen with the portal. That's the place well, where you're not consistently going to the portal. They're just well, building depth and churning through that. Well, truth be told, though, the portal is not a great destination for O-linemen because yeah. there are not a ton of great O-linemen in the, like, you can always just block the guy in front of you where you're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, you play without the ball as an O-lineman. Yeah. And this is why you don't see a bunch of O-linemen jumping in the portal, not quality ones anyway. Right? Just guys who are not getting time jumping the portal. But in terms of great old linemen, maybe there's a diamond in the rough sitting on the bench. But I'm telling you, like, uh, you you build a, an offensive a line, an offensive line through recruiting. Right. You're right. A great offensive line is built through recruiting. You, you may get a, a, a gem here, here and there. One but, or two, but yeah. you're not going to be able to be. And, and usually that's going to be a one year rental guy. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. He's got one year left to play because he gave it three years in his school or four years. And he's just like, oh, that's it. I'm out. I got to go play somewhere where, I, where I'm going to play. Yeah. Um, and those guys can be, you know, serviceable. They can look at what Gunnar Britton and Dylan Wade did, did this year. Um, but I'm telling you, if, if you're trying to build a truly dominant offensive line, recruit them out of high school and develop them into SEC line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dylan Senda is not going to walk through the door every day where he was a top lineman recruit and then his coach had a controversy. So he left, you know, the Northwestern kid. Um, Corey Weber thinks that defensive line and wide receiver are priorities for Auburn. Good picks, Corey. I mean, wide receiver. I I just don't know how you you don't want to be in a position where you're throwing a bunch of freshman receiver to the Wolves in the SEC, um, depending on how they come along. And not all those guys are going to be early enrollees either. Right. So, you know, in the in the event that the speed of the game is something that they need time to catch up with, bring in some receivers. Yeah. Susan Scales thinks quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. Um, listen, there's a big reason I left quarterback off of my list. Yep. <laughs> uh, I just don't see it happening. Guy, Like, I... Until something changes, I don't see QB being a priority. I'm not saying we don't go to the portal. I don't think it's a priority to go to the portal and get a quarterback. I think that this staff feels good where we are right now with quarterback. Until something changes, I'm going to continue to say that. And I haven't seen anything change. Uh, let me let me <laughs> here. Let me say this. Um, so. There may be a belief on this staff, Ike, that they have not seen the best of Peyton Thorne because of the pieces around him. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans feel the same way. About which him. is why they <laughs> they're maybe leaning towards keeping the QB room intact as is. Mm-hmm. I, I also don't know how you sell to Holden Gurner that it's in his best interest to stay if you're going after a portal QB. So until he, if he has not announced for the portal, I'm assuming Albert is not going after a portal QB. I agree. Right. Like if he, I mean, and I think that that's just, you know what I mean? That's the math does not make sense for him to stay. If they're going to be a portal QB a second year in a row after you just spent a year in the system with your new coach. 
Uh, so, you know, I, if you if you are one of those people who thinks that Auburn needs to go back and get a quarterback, you want holding out of here because it's the only way it's happening. Well, and, and I've said this many times, even before we got to the offseason, this coaching staff was in a difficult position, right? Because if you're going to the portal for a quarterback again this season, then you're hurting yourself if you don't go get a guy who has limited eligibility with your ability to recruit a quarterback for the future, right? You're not just talking about Holden Gurner. You're talking about Walker White and Hank Brown as well. If you got a guy who's got two or three years of eligibility left, what's the process and the pipeline for getting those young men on the field? Are they going to be content with saying, okay, you just brought this guy in from the portal. He's clearly the guy you want to start. And you got Holden Gurner still on the team. You got Hank Brown still on the team and you're bringing Walker White onto the team in 2025. Why do I need to come in and be a quarterback for Auburn? Like somebody's never seeing the field is my point there. And so how do you have depth in case somebody gets hurt? And some assurances for the people who are already in room. You can't have both of those. Like either somebody's got to be fine with being a depth piece and never seeing the field absent of injury and poor play or. They're saying, man, I'm never going to play here and I'm out the door. And you just can't. You're in a very difficult position. I just don't think that quarterback is going to be a thing right now that's going to happen for Auburn. Again, I don't have a crystal ball to see into the future. I'm talking about as of December 6th, 2023, we are going to stay with the quarterback room we have right now. Yeah, listen, uh, we we don't know that it's happened, but if they've already talked to Holden about what the plan is, then I definitely would not expect them to go get a quarterback. Hugh Freeze has not said that. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to schedule an interview with him before bowl game. Uh, this is going to be something that I ask him about if, if you know, we do get that interview is, you know, hey, you know, um, portal closes on January 3rd. What's the deal at quarterback? Are you guys going out to get a quarterback or are you rolling with the young guy and the experienced kid? Right. And, and then having a third as a true freshman, I think a lot of schools are there. I don't know why everybody thinks we need a two year starter in the third slot. <laughs> All right. Like you don't have to go get a quarterback if you're if you're going to roll with these guys. You know, uh, I just don't think that. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't get Peyton Thorne apologists wanting to go get a quarterback. At all. Right. Like, I, I mean, I think that's a clear sh- I mean, who are you going to go get this quality enough that you're selling it to Peyton too? Right. Right. And, you know, they made it clear that he's staying and they're rolling with him next year. So I. Yeah. No, this, listen, if Peyton Thorne has the ability to transfer, he would leave. And I've said this before. I think Peyton Thorne even leaves if they go and get a transfer quarterback, if he can. I don't know what the rules would be around him in transferring since he used a grad transfer. Does yeah. he still have one other free transfer he can use? If he can leave, I think if they bring in a transfer quarterback, he's even out the door. I would. I, I mean, I would. Because it would have to counter anything they've told him to date. You know, and if he has already decided that, you know, that he's staying or, you know, if he's going to be here. But you know, he probably feels like with an upgrade of talent around him as well, too, he could keep his numbers would be better. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. AU alum says O-line, D-line, cornerback. Uh, he has pretty much the same group that you had, except for he has offensive line in there instead of a linebacker. Yeah, I get that you have to look at O-line. I, I just just not great. A lot of great talent in the O-line. Recruit yeah. some guys and, you know, recruit that position at a high level. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the only, like I said, for me, it's particularly the, at the offensive tackle position. I think interior offensive line, Auburn has a lot of talent and depth there. Uh, but the, the the tackle, I think, is where we're a little, and we have been for a while, a little thin. Uh, Kingsley Moore says, D-line and O-line, talking about the trenches. Yep. Um, Art Thou says, depth, depth, and more Everywhere, depth. everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Let's go and bring in some depth. We need it. Corey Weber thinks that the wide receiver from South Alabama is a stud, as well as who Samuel the Sniper has here, Will Shepard, would re- be a really good pickup. I heard we're bringing in Robert Lewis, the slot receiver from Georgia State, in for a visit this weekend. Those are, or my, I think he said, are my two wide receivers, in my opinion. Right. Um, again, I and I've heard the same thing about the Georgia State kid. I don't know why we go and get a slot receiver at this point in time, unless, again, you're very confident in the fact that either Jay Fair is not returning, because I'm I'm still pretty sure that VAR is not coming back. So at the slot receiver, you've already got Jay Fair up in the air. Caleb Burton, who probably is not your ideal slot from a speed perspective, but a great route runner interior. He could play outside receiver, but again, I, I don't think he really has a top end speed to be an elite outside receiver. He probably plays better at the slot because of the speed that he has. Um, and then you've already got Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons coming in as slot receivers. So one of those guys, if you bring in another guy that's going to start this year and Jay Fair returns, then you've got to redshirt one of those guys. Yeah. I don't know how you have enough snaps to go around for them to play any significant amount uh, because neither of those guys from a height perspective is the ideal outside receiver for Coach Freeze. They're both six feet and below, right? And so yeah. um, bringing in another slot guy uh, only makes sense if you don't feel like you're going to get VAR or fair back next season, in my opinion, as far as snap distribution. Because right. you want your transfer guy to get snaps. and But, you know, we'll see. We will see how it goes. Um, Black Wing will just get one more in here. It says we got to address the O-line edge rusher and probably mm. safety. Um, safety's a room I think that's interesting, right? Because you already talked about Jalen Simpson out there. The safety room also includes the star position. You've got Keontae Scott, who's potentially going to be going pro from that room. Um, you've got some talented young men out there, but not a lot of snaps outside of um, Caleb Wooden. And uh, Donovan Kaufman, you don't have guys that have played a ton of snaps in that room right now. The bowl game, I think, is going to be very interesting to see who plays a lot of snaps for this room. Um, I think that they're going to try to rotate guys in there to get them some experience and see what they look like in game situations when it matters and not just in uh, backup duty. Uh, So it will be very interesting to see which young men play early in the bowl game from those positions at the star and safety um, but I do agree that that's something that we're going to have to figure out. Yep. All right. That's it, man. We're going to get out of here. Another great yep. morning drop until the next time. And as always, War Eagle. Drop! Drop!